welcome to Talent Savvy, the podcast that inspires you on all things talent. In today's episode, we will be talking about podcasting for recruitment. How can you use podcasts for your employer brand? How can you use podcasts to get people to apply? And what great examples are there? Enjoy the show. And welcome to Talent Savvy, the podcast that inspires you on all things talent. Today, I am joined by Steve Jacobs from the UK and Marco Dalmeyer from the Netherlands as well. Welcome both. Hey, Buzz. Hey, how are you doing, Buzz? I'm, I'm quite doing quite good, Steve, but how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, uh, considering everything that's going on at the moment. Yeah, doing okay. <laughs> A lot is going on. At you and in the market in general, um, and I guess that's your starting the news of the week. What what is going on? It's been quite bad news actually this week. I would say you know there's been a lot of layoffs uh, within uh, the tech industry. For those who, who may not have noticed, Klarna have been everywhere. Gorillas, PayPal, Nuri, and um, Contest in Berlin. Uh, as well as recent, um, yesterday, I think it was Gitea and uh, Bolt in the US, not Bolt, the um, micro-mobility player, just to be clear. And it's just sad, you know, to see all these folks that have joined these, you know, super hyper-growth businesses. And I think that the realisation is all these organisations now need to reach that profit profitability status. So, you know, it's probably come sooner than I expected. And with everything that's going on in the US at the moment and, and various other factors, to be fair. Yeah, it's it's uh, not the best news. But if you're still hiring, by the way, fantastic. There's lots of spreadsheets that are being shared around the, commu- the recruiter communities. It's absolutely a, a thing which I'm noticing as well. A lot of layoffs, but it's very specific in the high growth, uh, fully funded, uh, venture capital funded side of the business with... Uh, in some cases, like Gorillas and Gadir, you got to ask, is the business model ever sustainable? And I guess we're going to find out sooner than we expected. Marco, what's your news of the week? Yeah, well, it's not really news. I think it's more a shout out uh, also to bring something positive. Uh, I was uh, doing a shout out for Randstad. Uh, they they just launched their new campaign. They called in Dutch the Andersom Solicitaties the opposite way of applying. So in this campaign, you see a student house and then a a lineup with managers and recruiters waiting in in front of the room doing interviews in that student house. I really love it. I love this way of thinking because uh, that's how where we are now, right? Uh, Probably. And the question is, of course, will it last with with all these layoffs and where are we going to? But no, it's it's a really interesting way of at least getting the word out there that companies need to start changing their behavior. And I think everybody on this podcast will all agree that hiring practices for the last decade or two decades have not caught up with expectations of uh, workers. Mm. I do think, though, just to add, I do think like companies definitely during COVID did improve on their processes because um, I've seen it. Candidate experience overall started getting better. It's not perfect, and there's always room for improvement. But I just, I just think that there was a lot of factors that no one foresaw so quickly to attack the, the hiring markets. Essentially, no, it's 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 interesting because I don't think in the Netherlands. I mean, we 
in general, not all companies already had pretty decent practices because basically Dutch people are arrogant by nature and very individualistic. And we had a pretty decent social welfare system where I actually know people who literally left uh, uh, just before an interview when they saw how the secretary was treated. They're like, yeah, this is not part of what what I want to work for. I, I actually saw it once when I was a long time ago still interviewing and I did go into the interview already knowing that I didn't want a job because I was like, yeah, this culture, not mine. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's really interesting how if in general your your culture in your country is a specific way, practices tend to accommodate that. I think we have almost the lowest level of register to apply buttons on websites, basically because people stopped accepting them. People like me and some other uh, kept on reporting on how much improvement there was to make for getting rid of them. I mean, every RFP I've seen for the past five years literally had a thing in there saying, do you have a register to apply as a knockout criteria for we're not going to go to that ATS? All right, might be that those people hire me to check their RFPs, but that's a different because they know how important it is for me. So they had been reading my blog. <laughs> anyway, my news is that, and that's segueing into the rest of the podcast, that um, last week we had the Worth N Awards here in the Netherlands. They're basically the big awards we have on campaigns and recruitment strategies. And two of the winners, one won the People's Award and one won the Judges Award, were about podcasts being used for recruiters. The one was from a supermarket chain who was who were mainly targeting a former of a competitor of Marco's former employer. Pretty much, they were competing for 15, 16 year olds during the exams. They did an exam journal on podcast. Three, four people talking about that day's exam, the difficult questions, the right answers, et cetera, et cetera. And they managed to get in 35% more applicants because of it. Just went completely viral. And the other one, which I really love, is the Dutch Secret Service, basically MI6 in the UK, NSA in, in the US. And what they did is they made a podcast series. I think it had eight episodes, six or eight, in which you had to solve a really difficult puzzle. Every time they gave you information in the podcast... You had to look online and you had to solve the problem. And they just built this really interesting podcast-based solve the crime, find the person, find the right information, exactly very close to what you're basically doing when you come and work for them. And both of them won an award. And that's actually what I love to talk about. How can we use podcasts for employer branding and recruitment just after the word from our sponsor? European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year, thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. 
with innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries. It is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. And we are back. Before we get, because Marco, I know you are doing at your current job also a podcast. But first, I want to hear Steve. What do you think? Because these are Dutch examples. You hadn't heard of them before, I assume. What do you think if you hear these things? Is that something you've been looking at before? Um, Not really podcasts. I'd say videocasts, yes. Because I think from my perspective and from an employer brand perspective, People want to see with their own eyes. And I just think I feel like it's much more engaging. Podcasts could definitely work. What I'm, what I'm wondering is how would you do it for engineers, for example, right? But then again, most engineers are quite introvert, you know, by nature. Maybe actually hiding behind the camera could work potentially for them. It's a really interesting concept, and, and, I, and I hadn't looked into this uh, before, Baz, for sure, but you could create regular podcasts within your own business. I could see that working, obviously for hiring reasons, but it would almost be like a, having a radio show, right, where you're constantly interviewing your hiring managers as you go and asking them, so what are you looking for in your organization, like uh, in your team? Why should people come and join your, your team? Why do you stay? You know, what do you love about your company that you work for? There's all that Obviously, they can be encompassed into it, but yeah, it's I, I like the idea of it, and I definitely, you know, I'm always up for trying new different things, of course, for sure. Well, I know actually McKinsey did thing, well, as you suggested, just hiring or interviewing hiring managers. I got to tell you, they they only have a few episodes, and they haven't been updating for a long time. So apparently, either it isn't a priority there, or hiring managers are di- more difficult to convince. I don't know why they quit it. But they had McKinsey on recruitment, which was a really interesting podcast on, first of all, why people joined. And second of all, hiring managers, what are you looking for? But they discontinued it for some reason. Not sure why. Marco, you now at Just Eat Takeaway are doing a podcast show as well. Yeah. Can you tell our audience more about it? Yeah, true. I must say, I'm also a big fan of podcasting. And I what I also see is that you, you can create a huge impact with more in-depth stories about around your brand and because it's a long form channel you you know you can go all kinds of ways in my past i was a student worker at a at an ev- big event company in the netherlands i think it was in the beginning of 2006 or something and podcasts was coming up and from the states and tried it in, uh, to to launch in the netherlands i think it was also a dutch Radio DJ beginning it in the Netherlands, a Veronica DJ uh, boss, that's from your time also. And he basically started podcasting also in the Netherlands. And and uh, we also jumped in on that channel. It was uh, for the Museum museum Nacht, the Museum Night in Amsterdam. So we created this uh, night, night sounds, nightscapes, where we asked people to go into museums and to do basically a short podcast on what their favorite piece of art were. We asked famous people also for, for the younger generation to make it a bit more popular. But it eventually, the podcast, it didn't really came true and uh, didn't 
went big, uh, big, back, big bass media. So um, I think like a few years later, it came up again and then it just launched. So I was always looking into the possibilities for a employee brand perspective to do something with it. And I, when I started as a freelancer at Jet, we talked about it. What can we do about with, with podcasting and, for example, for leadership? For leadership, of course, is you know something a lot of companies talk about. You can create some kind of more human feeling around your employer brand, your brand in, in general. When you have, for example, leaders talking about culture, about what kind of talent we want, what kind of talent, what we have to offer to talent, etc. And often, you know, you can do that in a video and a written article. And if you connect that to different phases of the recruitment channel of the candidate journey, then it is perfectly, for example, for the considering phase. Because people who are like on the edge of applying and they just want to know a little bit more and then just Google and find yeah, a podcast where people are talking about yeah how it is at, at that company. It is so powerful. And it's also what we see. What we think is also important is if you do it, you have to do it really good. So because you have to stand out because podcast is so huge at the moment. There are so many podcasts. So if you do it, you have to do it in a very high quality. So we also researched that a lot. We also had a lot of conversations. We did a lot of checks with people that can really do the hosting, that sort of things. We select our people carefully. And eventually, we uh, work together with an agency, a podcast agency that does all the recordings. We have a professional UK-based podcast host, which has over 20 years uh, radio experience. So everything comes together in the right sense. And then also the promotion of it. So the assets you have to create, all the, the marketing assets, etc. Everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you're currently mainly focusing on having hiring managers and people talk about why they joined the company, right? Yeah, especially leaders. So in leadership. So we follow leadership around the globe. And we also connected that to our employer value proposition. So in the questions we, we have, our EVP is always in our back, back of our minds. Can I ask, Marco, like, how does that work from a buying perspective? How do you manage to persuade the business to be involved in that? Did you have any pushback? Also, how did you know who were the right people to you know, who, who were the real ambassadors, I guess, to, to put on the podcast. Yeah, so let me start with the last your last question, uh, because finding the right people is super important. So having a sort of core team of brand ambassadors already there uh, is super important for any co- company, I think, because that's what you can use, right, in your marketing. When I started, Jet already had a group of very involved brand ambassadors, and we just ask around. So we, we've asked other leaders, okay, what kind of leaders do you find engaging and doing well, et cetera, et cetera. So we created this list of people that could, could be in the podcast and we connected with them. And to answer your, your first question, which is but how did, did we got pushback? How, how do people react? Everybody was super positive because eventually I think most of the people listen to podcasts. And you give them a super interesting stage. So you give them a venue where they can share their thoughts, their, their experiences, their, their, their tips and tricks. Yeah, who doesn't want that, right? To be honest, now at this point, people are within the organization are emailing us, okay, when can I be in the podcast? So it is flying. Uh, but I think it's also because we bring something positive. The response on the podcast is really, really good. 
So uh, it's a combination of everything. Well, it's, it's really interesting because you chose the way to go is interviewing people mainly about why do they work there. I remember Ball, basically the Dutch Amazon a few years ago, and they only did a few podcasts, unfortunately, but they were interviewing people on their future vision. They were really putting themselves on as a thought leader in e-commerce business. And I really love that because that also attracts people who aren't looking for a job yet. You're very much in the consideration phase, as you already said, and they used it to get into the consideration phase of employer branding. You know, if people buy into our vision of where should online retail go, which is, of course, a completely different concept, I tend to feel, but that's purely a personal feeling, that the consideration phase is where you can win the most with podcasts, at least in general. I recently heard a really interesting other concept. Now, let's first get back to what Steve said early on. You said we should also use video. Uh, actually, the the, uh, the supermarket chain who won the award did YouTube videos of their uh, exam talks and then made them into podcasts. But from what I get from the data that podcast was so much more listened to than the video did they get more subscribers on their podcast than they did on their video the, the number of subscribers weren't mentioned but they keep calling it a podcast and we also know which might be something i need to consider for this podcast as well that a lot of people only listen to youtube they don't actually look at it. They just use it as a listening channel. It might be their framing as this was a podcast. Yeah, but at, so looking from a, like a search a search option. So I would say if you have a podcast and you create a YouTube out of it, it's also good for your findability in all the search engines, right? So yeah, you, you can you can if they work together well. I think it, you know it's beneficial. And, and the other way around, of course, because that's how Hung does it, at least not on YouTube, but he makes a webinar into a podcast, of course, with recruiting brain food. Oh, well, okay. So maybe I'm just going to be really, really kind of out there now, but could you potentially like line up candidates, right, to call in and talk about the job live on air, right, like or live recording, maybe as pre-planned, potentially, or maybe as candidates that are already in the funnel, going through the process, talking about their experience and, and you know why they're enjoying the experience of, of, of going uh, of wanting to work for uh, the company that they're applying for. I wonder if if it's something like real and authentic that that could be great for your employer brand, right? People buy into that. Definitely, definitely. That, I think it's, that's also the beautiful thing of podcasting. You know, you can create all kinds of concept yourself. Uh, so, uh, Steve, I would say uh, just try it, right? All right. I'm, I'm going to throw another one out there, which I recently heard somebody who's planning to do this, and I'm not sure if they are happy about me sharing this already, but they were going to make a podcast about uh, one job, one specific job, and then for basically a job description podcast with somebody doing the job currently, talking about what they actually do. So you get like between five and 10 minutes, probably they didn't tell me the time, of what it's like to be a recruiter at Wayfair or what it's like to be an employer brand manager at Just Eat Takeaway or what it's like to be a product manager at Amazon, you know, stuff like that. 
and just actually talking about your day-to-day, so not, oh, it's such an amazing company, but listen, I get up and I always start up with a stand-up for 15 minutes. We discuss this. It's about half an hour or an hour in email and just talk about what do you actually do in a job? Exactly. You, you want to explain that whole kind of day in the life, yeah. right, of what you, what you do and why you do what you do and why you get up in the morning and enjoy it, right? Like what, what, what is that driver? It keeps you motivated as well. Yeah, so you really have like tons of options, and but for example, what is also super important if you think of okay, in which phase you want to create content for? Eh? So, for example, talking about consideration phase, which is indeed an important phase. Eh? That's where you can make it or break it, let's say, and having a more in-depth story about your culture, about uh, what kind of ways you can develop yourself in your in a career. It's super important, of course, but if you want to bring it to a larger audience, you also have to think from of the audience perspective. So, for example, when we when we started this podcast, it was also try and error. So we were looking, you know. So, for example, now we have done four, and we're now digging into the phase where we okay, how can we really improve this? So we work together with media agencies to promote it in specific audiences, so like in-target uh, podcast uh, media, for example. But what you all, what we also thought of was, okay, our listeners, who are our listeners and what do they want? And so, for example, we know that our listeners are a lot of leaders from other big tech companies, for example. And what we also basically do is we give a lot of hacks, a lot of tips for other leaders which which we will involve in the podcast. For example, when we promote the podcast, we also share, okay, what can you learn from this podcast? Uh, and that makes it very relevant to also a broader audience. Instead of only thinking of the audience which are now in a consideration phase, uh, for example, in the process. Building a product which fits your phase where you want to target it seems very obvious, yet it is something we don't do that often in recruitment because that's actual marketing thinking. And as a trained marketeer, I wouldn't know how not to do it, but I do think that a lot of people just throw spaghetti at the wall, basically, and never think about what face are we trying to influence here. I think what our listeners probably want to know as well, and maybe we can share some ideas on this, is how do they do it? What what is the um, trigger in order them for you know in order for them to actually start doing this? Um, and something which I did in the past, and now that I think about it, I could have actually turned it into a podcast. Is I was getting very upset with my database, uh, my ATS. There was nothing wrong with it, but we had a huge amounts of candidates sitting in there who were just not being engaged, right? And this is at a time when um, GDPR was still being worked out. You know, people were just literally sitting in there. They've been sitting there for years. So we didn't know a lot of the time if these folks were still looking for jobs. Are they actually still interested in working for the company? So I actually set up a a, couple, a number of different um, chat sessions using a chatbot. Can't say the name because they haven't paid to uh, <laughs> for our podcast, but they were really good. And we set up multiple different groups and chat sessions where we invited the candidates from our database, that they could speak to the um, hiring managers all through chat, and then TA would sit alongside the hiring managers and obviously monitor it, help answer the questions. We got a 9 out of 10 engagement score. 9 out of 10. This was the first time we'd ever done it. And, and, and I think that 
it was a lot of it was around understanding. Uh, sorry for the candidates. The feedback was they were grateful that they understood more about the company and more about the roles that we that we recruit for, and not just recruit for, but what we actually do in each department. And when I think now back, could I have turned that into a podcast? Yes, because I had the candidates engaged. That was probably the best time to do it. Now, if if you're talking about actually, that might actually be a different version of what we were just talking about. Talking about actual, what do you actually do at either a department or a specific position? I mean, when I was starting out in marketing, I would have loved to hear from the people itself what the difference was between a brand manager, a product manager, and a category manager, which in some cases I still can't figure completely out, but that's because everybody uses the same term for something else you know how cool is it to just have all of those in basically in a podcasting strategy what does our department do etc cetera, etc cetera. i think that's in a little further down the line if you want to attract candidates all the way at the top of the funnel i think talking about your vision and your future and stuff like that might work better um, in the consideration phase, what Marco is doing is probably a lot uh, good, you know, talking about what is it like to work at our company. Any other suggestions just to round up? Marco, any suggestions you want to tell our audience how to use podcasts? I would say if you have that idea in your head and you, I think, just test it, right? I think eventually if you want to stand out as an, as a brand, as an iconic brand, uh, you have to do different things. You have to test and uh, you have to try all kinds of things. So podcast could be something that is also relevant for your audiences. But if you do it, do it in the right way. So also think of, for example, not just two or three, because that doesn't really make sense. So think of like six episodes who will be in those episodes, have them aligned, have them, you know, in a kind of structure and agenda. So for example, every one or two weeks, you have a new one. So um, try to keep that sort of co- sort of balance in, in the output and just test it and just see what it is. For example, you can online buy a set to do podcastings just for under 100 euros. Uh, you can do it in that way and find an editor and then you have something and you can work very easily to, to upload the podcast. So just try it and see how it goes, how you also ask for feedback. So, for example, just send your audiences a survey, for example. Also something we have done. So try to to get feedback and try to get better then. Yeah, and of course, referencing the the, the award-winning case from the Dutch Secret Service, um, you could just make it into a special. Just think out a complete plan. This is also very top of funnel, of course. You know, make... Make it something unique. Make it uh, a, a six or an eight or a ten or twelve part series, and actually know you're not going anything further. Steve, final last words. Yeah, I, I mean, I echo what Marco says. I think um, it's all about A/B testing, right? Try everything, do everything within reason, see what works, and research. You know, like do your own research and, and look at what the successful podcasts are, whether it's a video cast or a podcast. Actually, you know. Why, does, why do they have so many subscribers? Why do they have such a big following? What content are they producing? And listen to them, you know? Um, when you look at a lot of these YouTube uh, influencers, for instance, you can really tell the difference between someone that's got, you know, 500 subscribers versus a million subscribers. Maybe they, you know, those people who've got a million subscribers probably spent money behind it to work on their brand. 
to, 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 to work, just, just working on their slogan, right? You know, and things like that. So I'd say research and, and understand how or, or why, you know, just, just by listening, why those um, podcasts and video calls are attracting such a great audience. All right. And on that note, I would thank you all for listening. I hope you've learned something. I hope you'll experiment with podcasts and tell us about it so we can do another episode on this. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast and tell a friend that he should be listening to you. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>